0: Eighth pitch has been the magic one tonight. This time he hits the ball to deep right. What's going on, good people? Sauce Talk is in the building Monday morning. Atlanta Braves. Gotta feel sorry for him after hearing that sound. Cody Bellinger. I feel like, you know, with having the best team in baseball, with having, like, godly talent, Mookie Betts and Seager, you know, saying congratulations on him winning NLCS MVP. Kike Hernandez, um, you know, the pitching with you know, the closing, you know, so even though Kelly Jansen's slipping a little bit, but it just, they have a good team, and they just always come up short. You know, Clayton Kershaw has the struggles, but Cody Bellinger, I think, changed the narrative. Um, last year's MVP, you know, MVP first for the Dodgers since 2014. I seriously think, man, he's he's climbing the list of best player in baseball. I... Dare say close to say give him that. I still think Mike Trout. Mike, I just hate to see the Angels go through their abysmal, you know, saying um, runs at at a, at a pennant. They don't have a chance, and they got talent, you know. Now you got Fletcher, you got Otani, you got, you know, just so much on that team to build up with Mike Trout. Just never have the pitching though. To me, never have the pitching to last in that division with the A's, and and you gotta have it. Astros is right there. I mean, like you, you gotta have it. You gotta have it. I give Mike Trout still that, but Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, um, you know, people like Fernando, uh, Fernando Tatis, people like uh, me. I like you know Machado. Just a lot of players I really like, but to say best player in baseball. You got to be really, really, really good. And I think Cody Bellinger does it on the field In at the plate. I think Machado does it at the plate, in the field. I think guys like that, Mookie Betts with the robbery, you know what I'm saying, uh, in what he does at the plate. Um, just players like that, man. Trout is definitely a leading guy in that. Um, it just, you know, you got to do more than just, you know, if you look at like the Braves, Acuna, Albies, um, and uh, Azuna. You know, those players could really come up to be really dominant baseball players and be considered as that as well. Freddie Freeman, you know what I'm saying? Somebody who this year is a person that can run away with the NL MVP. Um, I just can't believe they lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, And that's crazy. A a A, a runaway MVP this year. Going up against last year's NLVP on a hit that he got robbed doing. It's just like God And Mookie Betts robbed Freddie Freeman too. It's just like Jesus, man. It was like, not today. Not today, my friend. I'm sorry. And it's just tough. That's a tough thing to go through. Um. But the, the thing I would say as far as the Braves being up to nothing. And then, you know, letting the Dodgers creep back up is a tie ball game. It's a man on second and third in the fourth inning. And you got a chance to really extend this lead to where, hey, this is a good spot to go ahead and do it. And you have the biggest blunder of base running in the NLCS. I just couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe my eyes. Dansby Swanson. I don't know what he was thinking. He the one blew it. I mean, like you had a, a, a ground ball to go straight to third. Why would you even try to run the home? Like that's a straight shot to throw the home. Like that ain't a hard throw to make. And you ain't fast like that. That's not a hard throw to make at all. That was just dumb. And you do that in a spot like that where you don't know if you might get shut out for the rest of the game. You guess what? It happened. Because Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, Kike Hernandez, big time home run. It just looked like after... Uh, swanson hit his it was just going to be you know saying okay the braves understand they got to do what the rays did because the rays did appropriately we're not going to let this team hang around in this game we got to take it to them we got to beat them up and make them think like okay can we come back and win this game because we came back down for three nothing they played the hearts out you got to punch them in the mouth you actually got the chance to punch Dodgers in the mouth, you up 2 nothing. Let them come back swinging. With errors, you know what I'm saying? That was a big time error, man. That was a big time error. A base running blunder that people going to be talking about for quite some time. That could have that 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 could have uh 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 you know, that right there, you stay at third, get that out right there, um at second, I mean, I get that out at first. Okay, it's not the end. Of, it's not the end of the world here. Something can happen after that. Y'all could have stayed put. Out would have been at first, and things would have been okay because you still had men on second and third. Nope, you give up a double play at that—a double play that they were gladly taking that first out at first. Stupid, stupid. That was momentum. That could have been a crazy inning. You Just think, if that with no outs, guy on second or third, you could have wrote your own ticket for that inning. Hell, the next guy I'm back could have popped it up to the outfield. That would have been three two. Did a base hit four two. What was the final score? Four to three. Can't believe it. Can't believe that, man really can't believe that. Braves you almost got there could have been that time where it could have happened. You know the weird shit was happening. Falcons won Julio Jones got two touchdowns it was like it was it it seemed like it was meant to be but the Dodgers says no 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 We we need to get this we need to get this we need to get this so congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Like I said, congratulations to Seeger being named NLCS MVP. Congratulations to the Tampa Rays for beating the Houston Astros. I was very pleased by that. You can't lose a series going down, going up 3-0. Can't lose a series like that. If you if the Rays would have blown that series, man, the conversations, it's just, it's just the talks and everything, they're just like, oh, this, the, you know, it's just been like, what in the hell happened to the Tampa Bay Rays? But they hung in there, they won, and now we're going to have a Rays-Dodgers World Series, which I will be most likely – Pulling for the Dodgers in this one, most likely. Most likely. Before we get to football, I want to say Fight Week, Fight Week alert. Justin Gaethje steps up to try to challenge the great and powerful the Bear, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Khabib, very, very tough 220 years. It's been for all of us. Coronavirus took his father away. Um, this coronavirus has been real crazy. And people, you know, it's gotta be real safe out there. And prayers for my, you know, my own family, you know what I'm saying? We we're you're dealing with it. So with this fight coming up this weekend, we got to see what type of Khabib are we going to get? Is this layoff and in, in 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 trauma, tragedy and everything, is this going to is this going to change Khabib? This could be a different Khabib because Justin Gaethy is a wrestler. Justin Gaethy can use his hands. Justin Gaethy has stopped everyone pretty much in the octagon. Pretty much Justin Gaethy just to say, you know, just to just for to throw out I guess a, 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 a good um script for him is that this gentleman has pretty much stopped his opposition with I didn't even say ground or pound with his wrestling background. That he can finish you off standing up. You don't need to slam you. It's kind of like Daniel Corbier through a time where you got Daniel Corbier, a wrestler who was knocking people out, then he started laying on people. I will say that. It's like he, 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 it's like he stops with that, like it wasn't fun anymore. But Justin Gaethje, he, he, he rarely looks for takedowns, okay? Rarely. He has finished 19 of his 22 wins by knockout or technical knockout and have received five fight of the night and four performance of the night awards in his seven UFC fights. That's pretty damn good, right? I would say. That's damn good. So Justin Gaethje comes in with this. I think also coming in with the fact that Conor McGregor didn't want to get in the octagon with that man. Because I don't think Conor McGregor didn't want to win to fight Khabib again. Who knows? I don't know what that man want to do, but it's just not about him. But obviously, Gaethje holds some type of intimidation in the octagon, but I doubt it over Khabib Nurmagomedov. Now, with like I said, we don't know what type of Khabib we're going to get with everything going on. But we could get one that's hellacious. We could get one that's going to be very hellacious. So, never know. It's coming down this weekend. The Fight Island lights are being turned on. And it's going down. Before... I start again. Like I said, before I talk about some football, I got something else. <laughs> I just thought this was funny. I thought, honestly, I'm going to give my opinion after I play this, but hilarious. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Better than Tom Brady. Better career. Greatest thrower of the football ever. One game for your life. Somebody told me Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady. What did you see today? I saw the GOAT. And I saw him just completely outplay the faux GOAT. Congratulations, Aaron. Way to go. Skip Bayless. Very happy. I'm very happy. Um, Aaron Rodgers coming in hot going against Tom Brady Tom Brady lost against Nick Foles lost against Drew Brees I think people kind of get the similarities of why that probably stung you know you lose to Drew Brees you first come into the division you have more Super Bowls than Drew Brees Drew Brees has more records Drew Brees probably feels like, hey man, like I'm I'm i I'm, I'm stacking up pretty good against Tom Brady. He beats Tom Brady. Then we know about Nick Foles to the Super Bowl. He caught his Philly special. So then we meet up in Chicago, Nick Foles. Struggles, Turns it on. Beats Tom Brady. Tom Brady don't know what down it is. It just looks all bad. You're just like, damn. But that was penalties. It was offensive line. There was a lot of things going on with that game. So then you got Tom like, <laughs> I got to go against Aaron Rodgers, the sheriff, who's hot. No interceptions. Okay? No interceptions. Patriots comes out hot. Me, a Buccaneers fan, I'm sitting there like, oh, here we go. Three and outs. Almost into the first quarter. No points. Until Aaron Rodgers drops back. And the person that I was sitting there just like, oh, about time, because I would say bad timing on jumps, maybe didn't high point the ball good enough, especially how tall you are, um, you know, you you just drops on interceptions. And finally, Jamil Dean. It started the second quarter. Or should I say it was coming towards coming towards like the mid-second quarter. That's why I didn't mean to say first quarter. But Jamil Dean takes a touchdown, interception, pick six, of Aaron Rodgers. And I'm like, let's go, man. Let's go. Because that's what we need right there. That's what you need. Rojo gets in for the rushing touchdown. It 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 you know, that started something in that because then it got Johnson a touchdown. And then it got gronk family a gronk spike because another interception came two interceptions in a row for the great Aaron Rodgers and now he has more than Patrick Mahomes the two guys who didn't have any interceptions in their last games and then Mahomes goes up against Oakland those a pick. now we got Aaron Rodgers those two against the Bucks so now everybody got an interception So now we can quit the whole Tom Brady throwing picks. Hey, you got just as many as a few of these quarterbacks out here that y'all calling great as far as this year. Gronk! People was wondering what was wrong with Gronk. People was wondering what was wrong with Bruce Arians and the play calling. People was sitting there saying, like, what is it? Gronk is starting to get loose. He started against Chicago, but the offensive line, like I said, penalties and stuff like that, man, it just takes away from drives. He made a great catch. He made a great catch the game before that. So he was slowly coming on, but this right here is what you need, a touchdown, because now he's feeling it. Stay healthy. Sky's the limit. Just a good game overall, man. Rojo got in there two times, had 113 yards. He is starting to feel this starting role. And I want to just i just want to say this. Bruce Arians might take a lot of shit. But he came in from day one to sit there and say whenever they sign Leonard Fournette that his starter's is going to be Ronald Jones. And I think that helped his confidence so much. Even though Leonard Fournette's hurt, I think that helped Ronald Jones' confidence to the point to where it's just like, hey, man, every week it was saying Rojo's our guy. Rojo's our guy, and it's been helping him. 4.9 yards a carry Rojo, man. He's running with so much heart and passion. I'm just loving it. Aaron Jones didn't have his day that he wanted to have. Um, like I said, defense was just firing on off cylinders. Devin White all over the place, and the Dominican sue throwing Aaron Rodgers all over the place after Mr. McCringle, McCringleberry. He, you know, he wants to be Mr. McCringleberry. We got you on that, bro. Don't you worry about a thing. You didn't score the touchdown anyway, sir. And Whitfield, I just want to let you know that, yeah, they might have took that back or whatever, but in the playoffs, that would be very, 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 very shitty because these referees are very 50-50, or should I say 60-40. And if you do that in the playoffs, and let's say against Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees, they will penalize your ass. I don't care if it's on a that, 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 if it was on a fifty on a thirty, it could be fourth quarter with a minute left. We need to stop. And if you do that on a scramble, they're gonna call that it penalty. It's like a James Harden thing. Yeah, you might have got away with it now, but when the playoffs come, it's a little different. And you know, if you did, you did. But I just don't want you to make plays. Just go and touch the man. All you gotta do is touch him. I dig it. I know you want to fumble or something. He's going. But just touch him because at that point, he's your quarter, is the quarterback giving himself up. It could be the fourth quarter and we need a stop. We It could be third down and he scrambles out. And say if he's just, just giving himself up short. Now, if he's trying to bowl through tackles, then okay. But say if he gets the first down and he's giving himself up. Just touch him because then 15 more yards is putting him in field goal range. Just touch him Just all you got to do is just touch them, man. Like, if it was a running back, I can dig it. Wide receiver, I can dig it. Tight end, I can dig it. The quarterback got lucky on that one because his knee touched the ground. when I mean, are your quarterback giving yourself up, if your knee touched the ground, the play's dead. So, honestly, you know, the only reason why I think the penalty didn't count is because, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see how the penalty didn't count on that. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just, you can't make plays like that. But I'm not going to harp over it because, we, you know, we won the game and, and that didn't kill us. They won a touchdown. Aaron Jones scored the next play. Just remember that in the playoffs, things become a little different than what happens in the regular season. That's all. As we can see, Des Bryant, maybe that would have been a catch if that would have been week five. That would probably would have been a catch. I'm just saying, it probably would have been a catch. they probably that's a catch, man. I'm just I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. And those right there in those moments. Anyway, man, that looked dirty as hell, man. Personal foul, fifteen yards. Might inject you out of the game. Watch yourself. Devontae Adams didn't have the day he wanted six catches, 61 yards. That defense, like I said, man, Carlton Davis, y'all better remember his name. His name is Carlton Davis. He's a beast. Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, um, Murphy Bunting, Whitehead. This defense is really trying to say, hey, look at our last night. I know y'all trying to laugh because we was doing the number of changes and trying to trick the defense, but ain't nobody changed the number since then. I think they was really trying to be like, with well, some shit to wear? Carlton Davis was like, I want twenty four. I think I need that. Whitehead took thirty three. Murphy, Murphy Bundy took twenty three, and uh, Jamel Dean took uh, uh, thirty. Uh, um, um, Whitehead took thirty one, and Jamel Dean's got 30, uh, 35. and uh, Whitehead got thirty three. Those numbers, y'all 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 seeing them a lot, hearing about it a lot. Whitehead doing this, Winfield doing this. Uh, 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 Winfield man just got there, just enjoying. You know, his dad was a great cornerback, Antoine. And it's crazy. It shows how my age, because I remember Antoine Winfield, him playing for the Vikings and playing for so many different teams, being good. So now we got him on our – he got a son on our team, first-round draft pick, and he's, he's doing great things. Second round, sorry. Now he's our first round. He, we had two first rounds, I believe. He's, a, he's our he's our he's our second first round pick I believe because our first one was Tristan Wirfs, and then we got Winfield, but I think he might have been second round. Anyway, five catches, 17 yards, and a touchdown for Grunt. I'm happy about that. Chris Godwin's back. I was happy about that. Uh, five catches, but this Tyron Johnson, we found, Tim we made a trade in the third round and moved up and felt it was necessary to get him. He gets a catch and a touchdown. Um, defense for the Packers. I mean, we just did a good job. The offensive line did good at protecting Tom Brady. He he got rid of the ball. That's what you need to see going against the team that's got the Smith brothers, who's got the secondary like Jair and Savage and guys like that that are just Josh Jackson and just King and they're just really good. You know, they're really really good. And I love the fact that. The ball was able to move like that, but it started with the defense. So I would say defense gets the player of the game or game ball as a whole. They just showed up. Sue, like I said, Devin White, Levante, David. You know, they everybody showed up on that defensive side to show proof to where it's like, hey, we slowly put things together. Y'all laughed and said, oh, and all this stuff like that, a lot of teams are going through that. A lot of teams are going through that. A lot of teams are going to struggle later on in the season that might be doing good. Bears. Colts, you know, teams are getting the easy schedules and stuff like that. But you're starting to see some teams cook and starting to turn up. Some teams did it early. Packers, Ravens, still not looking crazy, crazy good yet. They were scary because of who they were playing. Now you're starting to see who's really scary. Pittsburgh, really scary. They're really scary. Baker Mayfield was saying "Hut" and probably was going in a trance. He couldn't see nothing but black and yellow. I mean, it was crazy watching that game. I mean, it was just like they had 15 people on the field. It was like, oh, Miles Garrett made a sack. And it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. The game's over, man. They beat the hell out of them. They couldn't do nothing, nothing, nothing. Minka Fitzpatrick there. T.J. Watt there. Devin Bush has a tough, tough injury. Tough, tough injury. But they're still scary, man. Hating. Making plays. I mean, they're Pittsburgh, man. Chase Claypool, rookie coming in, making plays. That man said the last time the Browns beat the Steelers, I was in diapers. James Washington. You know, Juju sitting there like, shit! Because, like I said, Juju wasn't... Is really good, and that's why I was wanting Tampa Bay to get him in that second round. But, you know, to say he's a, like, a def, you know, just, just... Chase Claypool's a good... He's 6'4", runs a 4'3". He can easily be number one here soon. And then, you know, put Juju there to where he can make his little plays. But Juju's very strong. The stiff arm, he can, he, can, he can overpower. He's like a wide receiver running back. Don't get me wrong, I, I love Juju, man. Good player. But you need something else with him, and they got it with, with not with James Washington, but they got it with Chase Claypool, and Eric Ebron is a big leap for them. Can't believe the coaches let him go like that. And Big Ben, man, he's just enjoying himself I, I, you know what he said after the first game when he said he's just glad to be, you know, saying out there with the teammates and they, they, he's the reason why he came back. They're the reason why he came back, and you know he was going to retire. And this is a special season for Pittsburgh. I'm telling you, Pittsburgh can can get in that Super Bowl. Not careful, because like I said, you got teams like Chicago. And I don't think that this hotness or just how they're playing is going to last, because you know. I'm not shitting on Carolina because Carolina's shown some things from on my on my last few episodes where I gave them praise. This defense have to keep doing what they're doing because I don't think this offense is going to step up in big time situations later on. But the winner can help them if they keep winning, and they can get into the playoffs with a with a with home field advantage. And the teams have to go to Chicago. It showed proof that it's not easy going up to win in Soldier Field. Yeah, that's through the years, years, years. Hell, they got into the Super Bowl because of that shit. Playing in Chicago is tough in the winter time. So if you let this team continue to play good now and keep this 500 record going, way above 500 record, then you go going to put yourself in a situation where you're going to have, like, the Rams game up there, But, like, the Saints game in the playoffs where it looked like they was going to be winning. It was a 14 that looking good. Next thing you know, that winner bit their ass. And then Chicago's defense, Earl Acronym, just sat down and said, you can't do nothing else. And then Rex Grossman and the the nothing offense of the Bears, like I feel like now, which has some more weapons in the wide receiver department. And then you got Nick Foles, who's better than Rex Grossman. Don't let this team get to where they can get real dangerous. I'm just trying to say. Don't let it happen. Because the cold weather games will be very sweaty with Khalil Mack. And that secondary with Eddie Jackson. Because Eddie Jackson likes to hit. They got guys that like to hit all over that field. Quinn. They got guys, man, that will go and kill you. 23-39, and 39, Nick Foles, 198, one touchdown, and a pick, 70, Art, QBR, Teddy Bridgewater, 50, QBR. Just just got swallowed up by that defense. That's a tough, tough defense to try to handle, man. They'll be allowed 10 points in the first half for 10 points in the... Uh, in the uh, uh uh second half. I mean uh, uh six points in the i Six points in the first half and only allowed ten points in the second half. They are just stingy. Tom Brady didn't know what day it was. He didn't know what down it was. Shit. Atlanta finally gets on the win column, beats Minnesota. Minnesota is just doing so, so bad, feels so bad for them. Atlanta couldn't get a win this season so far. Coming into this game, Minnesota's got one. Um, This was a game where Minnesota looked like they could win because Dan Quinn gets fired. Raheem Morris, who was already part of the defensive staff, who looked all-god awful. So people just probably thinking, like, yep, take Minnesota. This one, David Cook's been on the road. And Matt Ryan says, hey, I haven't been playing bad. Because even with my top-ranking players, he was in my honorable mention a couple of times. Matt Ryan has not been playing god-awful now. The last game, he kind of air-melted two interceptions didn't really play all that great. But he has not been playing bad, bad football. He went 30-40, 371, four touchdowns with 136 QBR. And Julio is back. Eight catches over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Injuries was a big thing. They looked spry. They looked a little bit more healthy. You know, Calvin really got shooken up a little bit, but Todd Gurley's been running the ball a lot better. Didn't have a game he wanted to have this, this game because it was a bit more to the passing. But Todd Gurley's feeling a little bit more interested. He had say about 60 yards total offense, about 70 yards total offense. Not bad. Some weeks you're going to get something great out of him. Certain weeks you're going to get that. But the defense, like I said, Keanu Neal was out there. Oliver Coombe was out there. People was out there making certain plays, man. A.J. Terrell, Grady Jarrett, Ricardo Allen. You get to hear those names. Deion Jones making big plays, got an interception. You hear those names, and then you see, like, okay, now they can play some football. They fired Dan Quinn. You know, you can see they can play some football something that something can change like that and then you're like whoa don't think it's time for Mike Zimmer now I just think what the Vikings have the problem with is that that defense has been running for a long time so we got some mileage on it and some, certain players hasn't took the step up in progression Trey Waynes Justin Jefferson is a beast, though. I I don't care. Justin Jefferson is nice. He's going to be real good with them. So, the Stephon Diggs um, replacement is in full effect. Detroit, Jacksonville. Hey, is anybody watching AP? AP has been on it. Adrian Peterson is is not 100 yards back. But I'm just loving to see him make just certain plays every once in a while there, man. It's cool. But DeAndre Swift, 14 carries, 116 yards, two touchdowns. He said, I'm here. Sorry about the drop touchdown that could have won the game. We could be 3-3 three three right now. But I'm here. Good game. 19-31, Matt Stafford, 223 and a touchdown and interception. Not super, super great. I know who's throwing too many interceptions every game. His name's Gardner Minshew. But when you're throwing 44 passes a game, I mean, hell, something's going to happen. Offense line ain't that great. I think they got good wide receivers, but as you notice, man, they don't get a lot of great separation. I mean, like, who's who's their burner, man? Who's their guy that's going to go out there and make a play that can really stretch the field? And I, you would think that D.D. Westbrook would be that guy, but I ain't heard his name. You know, Chenault is a four six four, you know, guy. He ain't got no burner. So it's like you got guys that can be possession guys, a uh, red zone guy. You know, but you don't got nobody that can go down the field, man. We're cold. You know, there's nobody. That's the big problem. You dinking dunking. You got 44 complete, uh, 44 attempts to 25 completions, 243. You're just thinking of dunking. Just thinking of dunking, and that's all it is. Touchdown, Adrian Peterson. I'm glad he got one. And like I said, Detroit, they're looking real good. On certain games, they can play an easy team. I mean, like, if they had to play somebody tough, they get dog smashed. But against the Jaguars, they can look pretty decent. Gallaudet can have a good game. Show promising things. I think Matt Stafford needs to go. Wholeheartedly. Justin Fields, when this offense, are you kidding me? Could you imagine Justin Fields with Detroit right now? (laughs) I'm just throwing that out there. Just wanted to throw that out there, like Matt Stafford is like, it's not he's he. But I mean, hey, we can see how. I don't know. I I just look at him and he's he's regressing to me. That's just my opinion. I know somebody could probably throw some PFF grade at me or some some sidewinder at me that might just be on paper, but I can see it. You know, helps. you can show me good stats Ryan Fitzpatrick, but you ain't going to tell me he's going to win a Super Bowl. And what is it, week, it's week six. And there's one thing I'm going to move this, and I'm going to say this. It's week six, and Ryan Fitzpatrick's still playing good football. I'm shocked. Cause usually it happens around week four, week five. Well, he already, he started throwing some picks, but they're winning. They beat the 49ers, now they beat the Jets, and they've been playing competitively against other teams. And then, you know, they was able to get a good lead on the Jets, and the Jets seemed like they was mailing it in. And then in comes national champion Tua Tagovailoa. And Ryan Fitzpatrick was over on the sideline looking all happy and great and everything, but I was like, hey, bro, you've been throwing here lately. You just threw one up there to Marcus May. Marcus May made a hell of a catch, though. That was crazy. I, Marcus May is a hell of a football player. He needs to get up off the Jets team, too. Can you imagine that Jamal Adams, Marcus May, Quinlan Williams, Leonard Williams, three of those are gone! Gone! Like, like, I know Todd Bowles is gone, but then they just traded a defensive tackle? a little longer to the Bucks. I mean like they the, the Jets are like man we we want Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence they're on six they're trying to get it Sam Darnold's days are numbered Sam Darnold's days are numbered they're already talking about getting the quarterback already they talking about who we want to trade try to trade for um, Sam Darnold and everything it's crazy Dolphins 24 nothing. Two tackle below comes in, gets a play at the end zone at that. When his own territory has to make a pass play, play action throws it on the money. After the game, he sits on the spot where he got hurt in Alabama and took it in and just sat there, knowing that I possibly could not have been playing football today, and I made my first NFL completion. So hand clap. For two, attack of Aloha, and hand clap for the Miami Dolphins for being three and three. The Washington Football Team and the Giants such an underwhelming game. Don't even want to talk about it. On down, want to talk about is that Daniel Jones is leading the team in rushing. Um, Daniel Jones is not that bad of a quarterback. They don't have nothing. Um, Golden Tate is uh, not Golden Tate no more. Washington football team makes more mistakes than they need to to make to to be that bad. Um, they're not that bad on defense, so I mean they're kind of like the Bears in a sense. But the Bears are synced; they're more chemistry. They got more time on defense, where the Washington defense is gonna be scary here in the future. They just so pissed off that this offense just can't get right. They can they can play real good defense out there, man. They got no run game. Tony Gibson's not it. Geist ruined that. You know what I'm saying? They don't have the quarterback situation right. Dwayne Haskins was a flop. Kyle Allen comes out there. He's not the 6-0 Panther Kyle Allen no more. He's throwing picks. They figured him out. He's scared to run. He's got good little speed on him. Run the ball. You get the two-point conversion. Y'all win the game. Y'all riverboat run. Y'all got as a coach, man. Win the damn game. Run. He had it right there. And you decide to throw it? And then you even get a good throw because you're scared to death. If he would have ran full, hard, full speed, he would have gotten that end zone. They would have won the game. It would be the Giants. Plain and simple. Speaking of dumb two-point conversion, I'm going to move on to the next game. Baltimore, Eagles. Eagles getting killed. Baltimore not doing things to where you think like they could just keep the score rolling like the Chiefs. But they killing them. Eagles come back. Uh, Lamar Jackson, like I said, not being passing-wise what he was last year because... First three games, caught him off guard. hitting Hollywood Brown. You know, deep plays. Uh, Andrews is still being a weapon for uh, Lamar Jackson, but they're just not as, you know, popping. Defense lets the plays go. Um, Miles Sanders got a big run, fumble. Arcega picks it up. You know, different plays here and there. They get back in the game. They need a two-point conversion to, to tie it up, and they decide to run a quarterback power with Carson Wentz to the left. Um, I don't care if it was to the left or right. They got Calais Campbell on that team. They got Judon on that team. They got just flat out monsters on that freaking defense, and you decide to run a quarterback power with Carson Wentz where he's got the probe to try to find a way in the end zone. Stupid. It didn't work for Cam against Seattle. What the hell you think it's gonna work against Baltimore's defense? Like, literally. I'm going to go to a game where it did work because it was smarter. Tennessee-Houston. Tennessee's winning the game. Houston comes back. Sean Watson said, I can't have too much of this. He showed his talent. He said people trying to call me uh, 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 regressing because of the hits and on the offensive line and things of that nature, the team falling apart. He says, I got to go and win this game. He started to fire back. Deshaun Watson, twenty-eight, thirty-seven, three, thirty-five, four touchdowns. He lost his mind. No picks. Will Fuller showed up in the game. Brandon Cooks, um, they was they was in the game. Ryan Tannehill was in the game. He played a damn good game. 30-41, forty one, forty-one, three, sixty-four, four touchdowns in a pick. But Derrick Henry, fourth quarter, nine minutes left. He let everybody know, I am the best running back in this league. Ninety-four yards touchdown. i are like, oh shit. Tennessee's back. Scores doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. This game went crazy. Brandon Cooks touched da- uh, uh 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 Brandon Cooks on a touchdown. Deshaun Watson tried to go for two. They didn't get it. Um then AJ Brown comes back and gets a touchdown, which I thought was kind of it was it was it was close. It was close. The first touchdown pass that AJ Brown got in the first quarter, I thought that was just a little. It was a little close. I, but after watching it from some different angles, his the foot did tap, but it, right there initially, it didn't look like it. it didn't look like a, um, it didn't look like a touchdown. I had to see some more of the replays. Um, but AJ Brown said, "Hey, if it wasn't, if it was, they caught a touchdown. I can get you another one. He Got another one in the fourth." They take it to overtime, and when that coin toss go up, and you got Derrick Henry standing right there, you are just hoping and praying to God let that coin toss just be in it. Tennessee wins the toss. They take the ball. Derrick Henry swing pass takes it all the way down, like it was like 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 it was like Madden when all Madden. You know when you feel like I'm gonna beat this team. And then, like, they just do everything possible to win the game. That just felt like a Madden situation. And Derrick Henry was that player on that Madden game that was just going to do everything and go crazy. He caught the swing pass, takes it all the way down. They put him in a quarterback with a freaking Wildcat. Put Taylor Hill outside a wide receiver, and he probes and finds a way in the end zone. Now, that's how you draw up a play. If you wanted to do something, Eagles, you would have put Jalen Hurts back there. You would have put Miles Sanders in a quarterback and let him do a read option, and then he would have gotten in the end zone. But you put Carson Wentz in that situation, it's top liver. Stupid. Good job, Titans. Good effort, Houston. Deshaun Watson, you're special. Tannehill, with Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans, does not look nothing like he did at Miami. Nothing. Nothing. He is he is control. He can be a game manager if, want. if he wants to try to be a little improviser. He can run a little bit. He's just doing things the right way. Period. Gotta gotta like it, man. Gotta love it. Coach Bengals, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, they was hot. 24, they was up 21 nothing, killing it. Then the wheels fell off. And the coach said, hey, defense, can we wake up? And the offense would start playing some football. And then March and March and March and March and March, they did. 29-44, 371, three touchdowns and a pick, didn't matter. 105, QBR, Phillip Rivers says, hey, y'all thought I was done? Y'all thought I was washed up? 21 points in the second quarter. Back comes the Indianapolis coach, and then they put on a shutdown performance. Only gave up three points in the second half. Coach win. They're four and two. Still called the best defense in the league. If you look at what they did in the second half, they got a, they, their argument can stand pretty good on that. The Bears can talk some shit. Of course, there's some other teams that can talk some shit. Packers didn't show that they can talk some shit anymore after that game, but the Bucs can You know, maybe the maybe the Panthers still can maybe talk a little bit of shit because, you know, they, like they get killed or nothing. But nonetheless, they had to be out there for a long time. I still think Panthers' defense is pretty good. Not great, just pretty good. Johnson Taylor, no touchdown, has 60 yards. Like I said, man, the Colts are a pretty good team. They've got talent. Scantley, uh Scantley. Uh, I, mean, I said Valdis Scantley. Allie Cox. Mo alley Cox with Taylor and and Hines. I mean, they lost uh, uh, um um Mac, but you know, but they're, they're they're good. They're they're really good. And Phillip Rivers just like, hey, I'm going to be a veteran for y'all. I guess and try to do what Tampa Bay Tampa Bay's trying to do with Tom Brady, do what Aaron Rodgers doing with Green Bay and, and Drew Brees down at uh, New Orleans. So it's like I'm not the only old quarterback out here. I think I'm just probably the worst of the old quarterbacks out here. And, you know, hey, you take it and go with it and see what happens. And they're above 500 with Philip Rivers, and they was not last year with Jacoby Brissett. Just wasn't. Um, Nightgate, 49 Rams, Garoppolo. Getting a little bit more healthier. The ankle is looking a little bit better. The 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 foot is staying down on the field when he throws the football, just a little bit better. It was lifting off. He wasn't getting a lot of oomph on his throws. And George Kittle's knee looked good. The way he ran after the catch on that on that sellout blitz. They try to run on fourth down. Like, at least put a cover or something. You know, they got George Kittle. People play Madden these days. People, you know, we got look at Shanahan. He looked like he played Madden. That was just stupid. Why would you sit there and send a blitz like that on a play like that and open the game up, you know? you always able to come back a little bit. If you take that play away, the game's closer. You look back at those, you're like, damn, we shouldn't have did that. No safety help, no nothing. You let the biggest play of the game go because Ayuk only made the next big play that was a, that was at the goal line. But good defense overall by the 49ers They showed without Bosa and some others that they can, they can still hold a team like the Rams together. Rams just couldn't move it. They couldn't get Cooper Cup going. They couldn't get things going. And, uh, you know, Jared Goff was out there running around trying to get shit and stuff. And it just, you know, was a a good, convincing win by the 49ers. But if you look at the score, you're like, well, oh, hey, but the 49ers should have won that game the way they did. And uh, Rams should have known better on a play call like that that felt like, to me, broke their back in the game. George Kittle don't get that touchdown. You got a different ball game there. You take seven points off the board. You look at the score, you see what I mean. Tonight, we got the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know if that game's like, I, I, I don't know what the, the whole schedule All I know is that the Arizona Cardinals are playing the Dallas Cowboys. Andy Dalton says he wants to go out there and win. Um, he made some good throws down the end of Michael Gallup. Um. He, 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 you know, my Gallo's been playing out of his mind. I had to say it like Lil little giant. Um, But Kansas City Chiefs been the Buffalo Bills, they're supposed to be going head-to-head. I don't know if that's going to be tomorrow or or how they're going to do that. It's saying they're playing at 5 o'clock today. I don't think that's popping off. So that could be tomorrow's game. Tonight's game for sure is Dallas Cowboys and Arizona Cardinals. Kyle Mary going against Andy Dalton. Hopefully, uh, Zeke could help out Andy Dalton get 100 yards. Rush it. uh, Is Zeke Zeke still playing football? I mean, I know he's catching and getting some things, the body lean. I've seen a couple plays here and there, but Jesus Christ, man, I ain't seen 100 yards with Zeke yet. Has he had it? Goodness gracious. Now, I got 10 minutes. I can sit here and talk about something I wanted to talk about all day. Speaking, I got to throw this out there. Dak Prescott says, hey, he's going to be back. He's going to be fine. Thanks for all the love and support. Dak, we hope you come back right Somebody signed cap, and I saw Dez Bryant out there running the route. Somebody signed him, too. Damn it. Shit. Give these guys out here a chance, man. Y'all sit there acting like y'all don't want to sign a vet, thinking they're going to just, like, dismantle the team or something like that. These guys out here want to continue their dream of playing football. Y'all let Chris Carter come out there and run run, route. Maybe that's why they stopped doing that. You know, T.O. going to Cincinnati. And then Seattle is just like, man, quit signing these old guys back in here. But Agent Peterson is showing you that, hey, he can still do it. Damn it. Frank Gore out here is still showing it. Dez Bryant is out there running routes, man. He's looking pretty good, catching one-hand passes and stuff. I think he'd be pretty all right out there for a team. Not bad, man. Not bad at all. Just think like somebody like the, um, I think honestly, the Eagles, <laughs> not just use it as a number one, but just something. Fugum is looking like he's really good. Alshon Jeffrey still ain't out there. I mean, you you got what you got, but you know with uh, 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 Rager. But if you put a Des Brown out there, just a little bit of a veteran, you know somebody that's a little hungry, he he'll, he'll play for the Eagles. If the Eagles want to be competitive, just just saying put somebody out there to give him a chance and see what happens gronk is out there limping and going crazy he got a touchdown he's not no way 100 percent out there you can't tell me that now something i want to talk about saturday night we had a lot of fights going on first of all i want to say that ortega has not won in a while people have been waiting for brand ortega to win and i've been waiting for the zombie to win like the zombie always gets put to these positions where it's like we're going to talk about the zombie and the zombie you know Like, and now this was, like, the first time me seeing him in, like, a feud or something of, like, a, uh, 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 like, he didn't, like, him and Ortega didn't like each other coming into this fight, and Ortega beat the shit out of him. It's like, come on, uh, Chung. Like, what are you doing? Like, you are supposed to be the Korean zombie. You're acting like the Korean, uh, uh, punching bag. He's just, like, lost it. He's one, he used to be one of my favorite fighters coming up. Me... Coming up in the UFC, um, you know, I'm a boxing guy, but this guy got good hands. He could take hits. You know, he's, he was entertaining when I watched him in his hey. And it just seemed like now it's just too far to gone. Or Taker come out there and get an easy win. I don't like it. We're moving on to boxing. We had some boxing last night. Had some boxing, man. Um, Belanga, Belanga, 15 KOs, 15 fights, the guy keeps it rolling, he already had the hat made, he already knew he was going to get 15, you know, 15 KOs, 15 fights, all in the first round, that's the record of sitting there saying like, wow, people are not seeing the second round against this guy for 15 fights, Jesus. It's a monster. Then we move on to the main event, of course, what I talked about all last week. Vasily Lomachico, Tiafimo Lopez, going for a complete, undisputed glory in the lightweight division. Recently, we had Terrence Crawford unify completely at 140, which is junior welterweight, we've seen Alexander Usk unify at the cruiserweight division. So now, with this opportunity, we can see somebody finally, for the first time in history of boxing, the lightweight division to have a undisputed king. Teofimo Lopez and his father started this campaign to get in the ring with Lomachenko and it took three years. It took well, actually, yeah, it took three years, three years of winning fights and finally getting to meet the people of Lomachenko and his dad coming up to him. To my, my son can argue you out. And that just started everything there. Tank Davis falls out of that talk because you know, Floyd Bayweller wanted Tank Davis to be completely ready. He didn't want him to go out there and just get beat by Lomachenko because I felt like tank wasn't in the right space. You know, he wasn't getting in the best of shape. He was missing weight, struggling in some fights. You know, then he came back hard, and got a knockout against uh, Pedraza, and then then he stops Gamboa, and now he's fighting Leo Santa Cruz. So that's already slated. So Tiafemo kept on talking to shit, kept winning fights, got a very impressive knockout with a, with a little bit of uh, bolsterness afterwards and people had a little controversy after that and stuff like that. But he said, hey, I'm just how I am, and I don't give a fuck. And you know, and, and people was like, Okay, okay, we like the Oh, and then they mention Loma and he's like, you know, I'm the hell with Loma. Ain't nobody worried about him. I can knock him out. And that's that's all they needed. And Loma was like, you know, people want to use my name and try to boost their, their brand or whatever, like that. Yeah, but bro, they want to get in the ring with you. So he used to hey, let's get it. Took less money and everything. So the fight set. They got the fight, bubble, top rank ESPN, Bob Aram doing a great job of that, Bob. I'm not a big fan of as far as promoter. <laughs> I'm a more of an Al Haman guy, more of a pbc guy myself. Um I like I like some things that, that uh Fred Warren does, but um uh, or Shelly Duval, uh Shelly um I said Shelly Duval, um yeah, Duval. But I will say this much, Bob Eram. You were very, 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 very smart Bye. Being able to get with ESPN and do kind of the same thing the UFC's doing to boost up the boxers that you have. Now, hopefully when they fight other guys from other, uh, organi- you know, saying other, you know, promotions, that their name could get popped up there. So, I mean, like, this is all good and good for that to go down. Tia female first round comes out. Lomachenko comes out, of course, fainting and moving. Lomachenko is, you know, trying to see what Teal is going to bring. Tia starts to bring some body shots. Some jabs working behind the jab. Then came some power shots. And I felt like through this fight, the power shots was the thing that if you're going to beat a boxer that likes to faint move and tries to, you know, befuddle you. You have to land the power shots and throw them all in plenty. Don't throw them wild, but make sure that each time you throw, make sure it lands, it shows to the judges. And I felt like the first five rounds, Fimo put a redness around the midsection of Lomachenko. He ultimately almost putting a red uh, uh, mark on his eye, but almost having a little bit puffy. So then comes the sixth round, and then we start to see a little bit more assertiveness from Loma but not too much and then he, he takes too many hits and then he bounces off the ropes and I'm like oh god somebody needs to talk to Vasily Lomachinko because he's lost six straight rounds now I give him the second round I thought the second round he he kind of won, I mean the third round I mean he he won the third round to me but the first six rounds was completely in question about what was going on with Lomachinko and his strategy it's taking too long to try to take somebody in the deep waters that is 23 years old who is very good in the sport of boxing. Now, usually you can take guys that are inexperienced and they get tired, they try to, try to get frustrated, try to hit you and stuff. He was hitting Lomachenko It's the big difference. Yes, on the compu box stats, he Vasily Lomachenko's defense is top-notch. So if you look at the misses, you're like, eh, he was making a miss, but the ones that landed count. I mean, they weren't glancing. They weren't something of saying smothered punches. They were landing. Seventh through the twelfth, you got Lomachenko going hard, going hard. But every time he did, he got answered with the right hook. He got answered with a body shot. He kept landing shots. I felt through the seventh through twelfth, he won every round. The twelfth is a toss-up. You can say uh, Lopez won the twelfth round. I won't argue because there was a moment where Loma was throwing all-out punches and got hit. And when you're doing that, you can get knocked down. And he took a step back, but he came right back in and landed more shots. So that's why I kind of thought he won the 12th round. But if you look at ring generalship and how you control your command of the ring, Lopez won the fight. It could have been a draw. It very easily could have been a draw. But to say the fight went either way, to say to where Loma won, you would have to have Loma at least win two of those earlier rounds. To him, for what he did from the the 7th and 12th, gained him a draw to me. But can they do it again? Will they do it again? I don't know. All I know is, is that Loma Chico has to go back to the drawing board and have to figure out how can I be more effective in early rounds against these bigger fighters because I think that's what made him hesitant that he showed him too much respect he respected the size he knew he was going to bring some power but I don't think he knew how fast uh, Lopez was and I think that's what ultimately threw him off and the speed made him made him um, respect him for six straight rounds and, and then he went in for the attack and it was just too late bottom line um we're going to take a quick little break and I'll be right back to finish up talking about boxing and what we're going to have later on ahead and what's going to be in this lightweight division that I feel is going to be now a new king of division. So I was talk back and we sitting there talking about the fight to win on Saturday night. Tiafema Lopez you know, like I said answering all storms that Lomachenko wanted to bring in the second half of the fight. There was always something there to give. Uh, Like I said, the left hook, the, the body hook, the uppercut. The left uppercut was so clean, so nice. So many punches that had him bouncing off the ropes. So we go to the scorecards, goes to the 12th, ends in great fashion, gets to 12 seconds, and the referee wants to stop the action over a cut. Never seen that before in my life. You don't do that. Two minutes left in the round, Accidental headbutt. You check the cutout. There was some clashes of heads, mostly by Teofimo Lopez. I felt he was using his head more than what Loma was. When he was complaining about, Loma never really complained about it because he's just by trying to box. Teofimo was complaining about his own headbutts. I didn't, I didn't get that. But accidental headbutts happened like that. I just felt like Teofimo was rushing in with his head like it. I'm not saying he did it on purpose. Go to the scorecards. And we hear 119109. That's the first scorecard you hear. Well, 116-112. one twelve. Second one was one nineteen one oh nine. 109. The other one was 116-112. And you just like, what the hell just happened? Now we remember the 118-111? Canelo Triple G, first fight. That was just out of this world for Canelo to win that fight. End up in a draw. We get the second fight. Canelo wins. This fight could have ended in that same way. It could have been a draw, and then we kept, kept it moving to the second fight, and then we got that. Teofimo wins by unanimous decision. I didn't like the 119-109. Uh, the 116-112, didn't really like that either. I would have been cool with the 116-114 for Teofimo if he was going to win, but ultimately I saw it as a draw. But, you know, if I can go back and watch it again fully, you might can see some things different. But, like I said, the fact is that where the, the judges saw the Teofimo was still in control and was making Lomachenko get away from him. And even when Lomachenko was attacking, he was getting away from what Loma or what Lopez was wanting to bring, which was from Hot Chit and the words Will Smith. And it was landing. Body shots were still landing. The power shots were still landing. So, when you look at the Comedy Box numbers, and you're just like, ah, oh, man, like, I don't know. And, you know, that just, that's what separates it a little bit, that the ring gentleship really outweighs and how you control the person in the ring outweighs comic box stats. It just outweighs it, man. It doesn't matter because if you look at it, you're like, okay, he did land more than Loma. But Loma threw less and landed at a higher percentage. He landed 44% of his punches. Lopez only 28. He landed 42% of jabs. Lo, uh, Lopez only 12. He landed 41% of power shots. That's where it happened. Lopez, I didn't give a shit about it. none of that other stuff. I landed 41% of my power shots. He landed 148 out of 78 that Loma landed. That was it. The That was it. The clean effect of power shots. Floyd Mayweather's one of fights on that. Landing the cleaner shots that are power shots. The, the check hook. The straight right hand. The body shot hooks, the uppercuts. That's what you got to land in those fights to make the judges see. Yes, the jab is working. The jab, the Loma was, 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 but you got to bring something else with it. And he, he just did it too late. The eighth, ninth, the, the seventh round was his best round as far as throwing power shots. He landed 78 of them. I gave him the 10th and 11th as far as power shots, but he just didn't hurt Lopez. Lopez enough to where he can get him flustered to just just outright. Beat him up and around, at least get a, a a definitive 10-9. People were still saying that's a close round because Lopez was making sure. You're gonna feel me. Right hook, body hook, uppercut, power shots. Landed 41% of them. That would get you the victory. Congratulations to Tia Fimo. Now you got eyes on you. Devin Haney got the WBC lightweight belt that a lot of people feel that you got to beat him to really become lightweight king. Boxing is so finicky on that. Don't know what the hell they want to do. They give him a a WBC franchise belt. Makes him undisputed king. Don't know what the terminology of all that is. All I know is that Devin Haney is the WBC lightweight champ. So, I mean, like, what's the meaning of all this? (laughs) You know, but I think where Devin Haney just doesn't have all the fights, and I just think that, that Devin Haney just was handed that belt. I don't think that was something where like I'm not shitting on Devin Haney, but I'm just saying that belt that he won right there was kind of some hoosh-wash, If you just ask if you ask me, TFMO done more to earn the belt that Devin Haney actually has, to me, my opinion. Um so that fight could be is already talked about. Tank, you gotta fight Leo said Cruz on October thirty first, so you don't want to sit there and say, oh tank and T.O. right now, but Tank. T.O. But is the, is the fight. Tank is the most dangerous guy in 130-135 region that if you want to fight somebody to get the the, the the real thrill, get in there against Tank. And people are hesitant to do that, and they want to sit there and say, oh, Tank, just like T.O. Female has to fight Tank, cherry-picking, fighting Leo Santa Cruz. People are scared to fight that man. It's not just Floyd... Keeping him at bay, and you know, all people out of Floyd. He's out there spending money. He ain't really worried about his fight and stuff. Nobody's wanting to fight Tank Davis. Nobody's signing up for it. Yeah, boy. Was, was very brave. Pedraza. Pedraza with all 12 rounds against Loma. Pedraza probably wouldn't survive against Tio because those are animals. That's why they need to be in the ring. I don't know if Devin Haney can can last against Tank right now. But later, Shakur Stevenson. Later, Ryan Garcia. Way later. Tank is the most dangerous man in that region. Of 130, 135. Plain and simple. Tank is it. Then you got Tio. And then you got Loma. That's how I rate the top three right now. I got Tank, Tio, Loma. Coming in at four. Should be Mikey Garcia, but he wanted to move up and not win no fight, apparently. But you can you can put Warrington right there. You can put Devin Haney right there. You can put Shakur Stevenson right there. But they all need to get going. Devin Haney really ain't fought nobody. Now he's supposed to be fighting Gamboa. Come on. you fighting sloppy seconds. Thirds, fourths, really. Who's Shakur going to fight next? You know? Who's going to, you know, you know what I'm saying? You can't, everybody just can't keep beating up on Luke Campbell. Ryan Garcia. So I'm just saying, are we going to fight each other or what? Because this right now, the lightweight division is 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 looking at the welterweight division like, hey, what up? Because people sitting there saying, well, uh, well would it be more fitting if Devin Haney and Tia Fimo fought at 140 147? Do they have to? They can meet at 135 and get it on just fine and just, just build it up right. It doesn't have to be a 147. It doesn't have to be a welterweight fight I want to see Earl Spence and and Bud Crawford fight before these guys move up. And that shit better happen. By the way, Terrence Crawford, November 14th, will be fighting Kell Brook. I mean, it should happen. Tia Fimo um, said after the fight that Somehow, some way, he's gonna fight the best, no matter what. He's not gonna sit there and try to wait and pick this person, and or you know try to keep that O. He's gonna, he's gonna, he, he said people always want to rush and try to be Mayweather, but they ain't took the time to be Pretty Boy. He said I'm on my Pretty Boy Floyd shit, and I love that he said that, cause he, he respects Floyd Mayweather from number one. I'm on my Pretty Boy Floyd shit. But to say the Tank is cherry-picking on Santa Cruz is kind of disrespectful because you can throw Santa Cruz's name in this. Now, he's not a, a top fiver, but he's somebody that could be... If he comes in there and boxes Tank Davis up and, and be able to take the power shots and be able to defend himself, he could box Tank. Tank is dangerous. Tank could use boxing, but Tank can knock you out. Tank can have be losing the fight and be finishing you, but he can box. It's the difference. It's not like Wilder where he's gonna look like a fish in the water and not like hey, he can box. But boxing, punching is a different thing with Santa Cruz that can outscore you with volume. It's a difference. Not like Floyd can just fret out outbox you alone, with what he tried to do to Teo. Santa Cruz is gonna bring a volume of punches. And he's gonna be just gonna sit and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be on the outside, he's gonna use the jab, he's gonna throw ones and twos, he's gonna go to the body, he's gonna try to, you know, stay away, but he's he's going to work. He's not going to just try to dance around and faint and stuff like that. He's going to throw punches. He's going to get in there. So he's going to have to take what Tank's going to have to give. Now, if he gets dropped, he gets dropped. But if he gets dropped, I don't want people saying that this was an easy fight for Tank because Santa Cruz is a world-class a- a- elite boxer. He's only lost one fight. And the person who lost to is a world champion. So let's stop the whole thing of saying, like, just because you don't know who he is, then people want to call him a cherry pick. when well, that was just disrespectful. Because I'm pretty sure that if you don't balloon up to 147 after weigh-ins, Loma maybe probably would have been more accepting to step inside. I, who knows? Who's You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just felt it was too much respect given in that fight. But, you know, Loma's small, man. Orlando Salido beat him, being bigger, and stepping in and pushing around and stuff like that. But Lopez wasn't gonna do all the pushing until after the seven, when his dad told him, "Push off, punch," because he's trying to come in after you, push him and give him something. And he did. It worked. It worked to perfection. His dad, you know, was 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 a uh, was a uh, uh, received received a, uh, a WBC. Title belt towel, you know the 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 now trainers are getting, you know saying championship belt towels, you know you got a towel uh, with a belt, you know it's dope, it's pretty cool. That was pretty dope, that was pretty cool. So I mean, you know boxing is looking pretty hot, man. I gave you the fights for the future, gave you the recap of what went down. Now we know that Fimo is lightweight king, we know that welterweight is uh, cooking up, and the next fight that we want to see. It's Tank Davis, October 31st. So y'all be ready for that, man. It's been my episode, soft Talk. Been great. I'm out.